And it was big. It was a big, big, big piece of poop that looked human to me. But I could be wrong. Welcome to The Downside. My name is Jamarco Sorezi. Uh, I am here with my co-host, Russell Daniels. I. Oh, my God. What? Almonds on a, a podcast? I'm not, it's not, it's a hundred calories. Can you get the almond. mic to your fucking face? It, it's, 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 I'm not going to take, it's going to be 30 seconds. I'll be done with this little pack. Sure, sure. Uh, 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 we're here with our guest. Hey. Stand-up th- comedian. Th- thank you for having me in your shrine to you. Thank yeah. you. I don't, thank you. I don't, I don't know if anyone's ever seen uh, the, this, this studio. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a little weird. A little yeah. weird. There are a lot of pictures of me and there's going to be, there's more. Because yeah. I do the touring posters. I'm on all the touring posters. I I was saying to you, I went to Kevin Hart's like compound to do a show, and mm-hmm. I've never seen so many pictures of Kevin Hart. Yeah, uh, and, and you want to emulate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's doing well. Mm-hmm. His podcast studio is bigger than mine, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see some photos of Russell. How about that? Yeah. That's, uh, well, I'm in one. That's why I'm here. I'm up there. You're up there. You're that. You're one of those faces. I still mm-hmm. got to get that tattoo. Speaking of tattoo, uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, if, if you're a fan of The Downside, please listen. Join the Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash downside. We just got our biggest bump in the shortest amount of time. Mm-hmm. Things are going well. Yeah. This is where we put is- all our, our live episodes, including the one we just recorded with Aaliyah Janine, yes. which we haven't recorded yet, but by the time this comes out, uh, about uh, leaving the adult entertainment industry, mm-hmm. being in it, leaving, what it's like, uh, knowing that, that Russell's looking you up every yep. morning. Oh. Uh, that's when you do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, oh uh, uh, Ryan, a, but just I'm so unknowledgeable about all this stuff. What's what is? First off, I do think you're doing well. Thank uh, you, thank you. What is a big bump? What does that mean exactly? Oh, that's that's well, tough. It's we have a low bar, but it's uh, it's it means like we, you know, there'd be one new patron every two weeks, three weeks, and suddenly I put up a live episode that we only released on the Patreon, and we got like. 15 more people in the course of four days. Yeah. So like, it feels like, Ooh, is this a snowball? Mm-hmm. Is this, is this gonna, is, are, mm-hmm. are we the next, uh, are you garbage? Mm. And you, or no, or no, probably what, not. What do you get? <laughs> what do you get other than the, uh, secret episode? I'm, I'm calling them secret sure. episodes, but I feel like exclusive would be a better word. Oh God, I feel like I'm being investigated. We're about to fight. You get, the know, you get, you get all, you get all the, uh, amp episodes which mm-hmm. some people like, some people don't, but it's our live episodes that we recorded for Amazon. You get a backlog of bonus episodes. You get every live episode we've ever done. I am releasing, uh, I recorded a clean album just for Sirius XM and I'm going to release the video footage just on the Patreon in wow. case you want to watch it as a special. And uh, I think we're talking about maybe doing once a month like bonus where we get like uh, we do like a, a late night one. You, me and yeah. Douglas or someone get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and I, I think, mean, listen, I think it is good to move to the when the live versions just going on there instead of. Yes. Full, you know, I think yes. that's good. Um, I think I want a photo. I think you got to. I mean, <laughs> send a photo. You mean? Yeah. To your Patreon people. Sure. Give them a photo. Oh, yeah. We'll send a photo. You will send a photo of Give what? A photo. Of, of clearly one of these that oh. are on the wall. <laughs> Um, I thought you meant like something. Yeah, like you me should and sign Russell. a poster or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I got a shitload of stuff to do. I know. I, I know. Okay. I just, okay. You can't. Yeah, I just saw yeah. his face like thinking about yeah. the post office I'm like, and everything I know, else, I know. and he was like, "Oh, I can't." No. So the one thing I did want to talk about uh, before we we get into oh, well, first let's uh, let's let's play uh, the 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 music. Ryan, is there something shitty that happened to you this week? New Year's anything to kick off our music? I, I mean, uh, you live in New York. Something shitty happens to you every day. Like, this this is, is the downside. One, this is. Two. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. 
Uh, I know you're going to leave this trash here, just so you know. I know. Here. Here's all the down there. Are you like that? Um, My girlfriend will feel it from the other room. She'll be like, <laughs> why is it? So the thing I wanted to bring up, and I, I we talked about this on an AMP episode, but let's pretend it's all fresh. Okay. So I was in Jacksonville uh, for, for New Year's. So luckily, Tova was there. Yeah. We found a, a good balance. Tough sometimes bringing someone on the road. I just want to work. She wants to like hug. Yeah. Well, what do you mean you just want to work? You, you have to work because you're but there. I mean, I mean, like the next day, I'm like, well, let me listen back to both headlining shows and oh, take notes. God. And cl- clip up the thing. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So so things were going well. And then we were having a good balance. I, I don't do any of that. <laughs> that we're finding a, a good balance. And then uh, uh, Friday night, we, we, would you? I looked. Don't worry. You're okay. <laughs> Friday night. Uh, late. If something feels a little, I can't tell if it's a sketchy hotel or it's just Florida. Mm-hmm. It's it's not quite clear, and I definitely have a judgment about hotel rooms where the door opens, your room opens to the outside. Mm-hmm. I think from motels. Yeah, and uh, so there are police sirens. There are sirens. So this sounds like a big money gig. Sounds like you big were just gig. really making comedy uh, zone. Just got comedy that zone bump right got in that. the Jack hotel. Outside, they got a big, you know, a big billboard or whatever of the hotel, and then this little sliver, Comedy Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and ambulances, like two, look like fire trucks. Like, and then we think an ambulance outside our window, we can't quite see. So we're waiting to see what happened. We hear some screaming in the hallway, like, here, come here, over here. And we're just like, we were, we were right about to go to bed, but now we're, we're invested. And... Um, we're looking at the ambulance. We don't see anything. We wait. It's taking time. We haven't heard anything. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to head to bed. And Tova waits out there. And I miss by 30 seconds. Uh, I guess some like uh, older guy, bigger guy, they rolled him out. And Tova said his belly was undulating mm-hmm. in like a, in a way she'd never seen before. And we she later found out because her mom is a, a nurse uh, uh, that he was a CPR machine. But the guy apparently was, was on death's door. And so... We didn't know what happened. The next day, the booker of the club, the manager of the club was like, oh, yeah, that guy died. And we were the, the comedians. We were there, and we were like, we didn't go, we didn't joke too much, but it was like the reaction was just like kind of like jokes. Well, uh, one, one comedian said, well, at least, you know, he paid, so why is anyone upset? He paid for his room. Apparently, he was feeling sick as they were checking in, and they thought about calling the doctor, and they didn't. And so, you know, the comedian makes what? a joke like, well, at least he paid. And someone goes, ah, you, 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 buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Tova was, Tova, when we got back, Tova, it was clear that she really, something about it had been very upsetting. The fact that she saw him, the seeing of him, uh, and then like hearing, not like in a scolding way, like how dare you joke about this, but like for her, it was like an emotional thing yeah and just the the difference between our two experiences was like 30 seconds of me just happening to not see Mm -hmm. the person who had died yeah and and uh she was just talking about comedians and the way that kind of we funnel everything into that jokey space and not not necessarily again saying like you shouldn't say that but just in a way where we're almost trying to trapped and we can't have that normal human like. But I don't even know what that is sometimes. It's like I think I think in my mind it's like, well, what do you want? What What, what is one supposed to go like? 
Why, God? Mm-hmm. Why? Why do people die? Well, maybe you don't have to do anything. You don't have to fill it with either of those things. You don't have to fill it with a joke that's not that funny. Sure. Or I, I think there's times where there's like a, a, tr- a joke that is just so funny to make there that it makes sense. But then sometimes it's just like, I, I'm like, you don't have to fill it with anything. You can just be like, you know, just yeah. like that's, well, yeah, that, you know. But there is a, there is, I'm more in the Tova camp of like, you've provided me specific details to this case that I don't like to know. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's yeah. e- like, you're like, well, why did you guys know he's checking in, not feeling well? Like, all this stuff is just like, bums me if out. If you found out he was a bad person, would it be more, would you feel more okay joking No, about I would be like, you found it's out not he about, a, he a it's not, I don't know, the thing is like, the, I just don't feel like that joke is warrants like but, even but being existing. But he didn't go on stage and do it. It was just like a casual in conversation joke. Yeah. Well, at least he paid. I could yeah, see yeah. myself making that joke in a different. Yeah, yeah. I see. I could see you doing more like a character of like, was he like this? <laughs> you see, now you're laughing. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out where the hell I am. Holy shit! This, was, this is a real downer for no reason. Yeah, this is the downside. I oh think my if, god! I, think, I thought like downside was like, oh, uh, the subway was late. No, we, <laughs> no, we're opening with death. We open with death. Yeah. Good lord, and I appreciate the comic taking the swing. Maybe it wasn't the best joke, but he took the swing. No, yeah. But do you think we're ever stunted in a way where, like, we are truly having? I sometimes worry that I was already emotionally close, not closed off, like I wouldn't be expressive, but I have trouble connecting into being sad. I rarely cry, mm-hmm. even if I want to, and like, I do understand where, like, every every time I see a death. <laughs> I go like Anthony Jeselnik style. I'm like, what's... Wait, you're depressed, but you're never sad? No, but sad, like a sad... Like you're like numb. I wish I could... Numb. That's the Got word. Got it. I'm yeah, like, yeah. numb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, we're, you're, you're a comedian, too. You're, mm-hmm. you're like a jokey. Yeah, for sure. You use, Nicole says you open the obituary section every morning and you just riff... <laughs> Off anyone's pictures. Yeah. Like, I, still get, I still get the newspaper in no yeah, hard copy this dead every, body. Every, morning, yeah. every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how do you feel about, do you ever wonder if you are emotionally stunted? Of course by being, I am. I think most people are, though. We just happen to talk more about it so people know we are. Sure. When, when your friends, a friend dies, or a comedian friend, do you want to, okay, how about this more? If, oh, I've had a few ones die. I mean, do you do you do you make a joke? Do you do you like joking about it with with your comedian pals? I mean, it, it it depends on who it was, how old they were, do they have a family? Like, there's sure. there's there's extenuating circumstances that you may not yeah touch on. You know what I mean? But like, uh, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. Would you rather uh, when you die, mm-hmm. if I'm still alive? Mm-hmm. Would you rather? And I get you're dead, so it doesn't matter. But just go with it. Would you rather me like write like a long, flowing post, mm-hmm. or like a quick joke that gets way more likes? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't want the second. The second does not seem nice or or thoughtful. No, but what if it was a joke you when my when Kenny Ortega died? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Did you know him well? Oh yeah, we worked at LOL like for a year, a year and a half every night. Now, have you talked about him on the podcast before, so the the listeners know that? Yeah, he a- yeah. I'll, I'll bring it up again though, because we we're you know we're, new listeners are pouring in. Yeah, and they haven't gone around the backlog yet. My friend Kenny Ortega, he uh, uh, he worked at LOL, 
And uh, LOL's a garbage, garbage, garbage club getting worse by the day. Mm. Every day you find us something new, you're like, it got worse? Mm. And it did. You still and, play uh, there. I still play there. He still, he still <laughs> plays there. This is my way of trying to like sabotage my way out of it in a way. Yeah. Uh, uh, hi, Oh, I almost said it. Uh, so uh, he, during COVID, uh, we did probably the first like outdoor shows together. Like he was, he was, he like pre-produced and we worked together and he was a hard worker. He had a car that said Comedy Ken on it. And um, he ended up getting COVID and it was like, I would say around October. And it was one of those, he went to the hospital. I still hadn't known anyone super close that died of COVID. And then I remember like three weeks in, I was like, we haven't heard any updates in a long time. And someone was like, yeah, it's not good. And he, he died in the hospital. And I, I wrote, uh, I know that whenever I'm performing, at least I know when I'm performing at LOL Comedy Club, that Kenny is in a better place. <laughs> yeah. and there and i go. and i felt like he would have liked that like it wasn't yeah, it wasn't a like uh sure yeah it wasn't like uh no i think um i mean i think that I, I i would be happy for you to make a joke but i also feel like we're no no offense to your relationship with kenny i feel like we're closer than you kenny so i think if you just made a one-line joke about my death i would feel like well you could have said a little bit more what you if could have i had a second post that was the joke the first <laughs> one could have been like you know what if what if i had a new podcast section where i played like russell's uh what's up with russell and then there was silence and i was like well i guess he's not coming in today yeah no i want you to commit to a full year of doing the podcast talking to me like i'm still there but no to no response um sure yeah so like normal yeah so, uh, 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 but one of uh, the guy I started the podcast with, the Cheat Day Show, who's also still a producer on the show, uh, Lance Weiss, uh, he started comedy with a guy named Ruben. They were really good friends, and Ruben passed away in his sleep. So what Lance does now is uh, every anytime he wants to break the tension, he'll be like, "And yeah, and you killed Ruben." Like he'll just keep bringing it oh, up. God. Like he won't let it. He won't. That's how we remember Ruben. Like yeah. every time, every time oh, something happens, like this traffic, fucking Ruben just died in his sleep. You know, you know Carl Weiss. He's actually the guy who originally, uh, he was the chef on the podcast, and he was the Food Network chef. Uh, died in his sleep, heart attack, but he lived. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Booze, yeah, 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 drinking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had a great time. Oh, for a second you said he lived. I was like, what do you mean they brought him back? No, no, no. He had a good time. Man. No, he but died, like, but he lived. Everyone everyone loved Carl. But one of the things, Carl had showed me a video that uh, Guy guy Fieri, Fieri yeah, yeah. had made for him, and uh, it was like this big, long thing of everyone just telling Carl to go fuck himself. So now when we do a toast, we just go, hey, fuck Carl. Nice. I like well, that. Yeah. We're like, shit on Russell's face. <laughs> That's how we toast every shit time the Uncle Function boys get together. <laughs> shit on Russell's face. But then you got someone like Angela Lozada, who is very, very beloved. And I, you know, no one, no one jokes about Angela. That was very uh, tragic. Yeah. What happened to Angela? We just died. Oh. But he was just like, a, he was just like, you know, he was a comic that, uh, uh, was respected and kind, beloved. Everyone yeah. had good stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a weird, it's a weird thing when a comedian dies. Everyone has weird. Some people like do posts that really emphasize when the comedian said something about them. Yes, and that's always a weird. Well, thing. That's people do. Oh, when, yeah, people when they show the photos, like it's, I rem- yeah. <laughs> I so my, yeah. There's my dad. I hate when they're like. I remember when so and so saw me and was like, "You're gonna be a huge star." I'm like, "Oh God, do you yeah, really yeah." But that's like that's where social media, I think, has warped people. Where it's like, like uh, if you died, I'd be like, "Well, is my first is my first picture just of you, mm. or is it us together?" Yeah, yeah. Is it my headshot? <laughs> and then a montage of you. 
I think um no, it is weird. Uh, do you remember that we had a friend of a friend one time on uh this is I don't know if you'll remember this, but anyways, friend of a friend, he had a boyfriend and it was the boyfriend's it was his birthday, the friend of a friend. Sorry, uh-huh. this is very hard to say without saying the names. Um uh but anyways, his boyfriend posted about his her birthday and it was a photo of the boyfriend who wasn't his birthday smiling with the back of the, the birthday boy like he was hugging the birthday boy but it was a picture of his face and it was just one of those things where it was like this was never gonna be about this person's birthday it was about you posting this picture of your own face but that's that is a little like when people die it's a natural thing but it is kind of, it's annoying you know it's just it's one of those things where social media you go like oh right it's not really meant for real humanity yeah because it's just weird yeah there's also a weird thing too where someone dies like and it's like Angela Lansbury dying and then someone will tell a story about like the most inane boring interaction they had with Angela Lansbury You're like that's not really a story like yeah 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 like you saw her in a lobby of a Broadway show and she walked by you and nodded like you know what I mean like it's that kind of thing but people just feel like they got to they got to share it's relevant Angela, Angela Lansbury unfortunately her legacy I think was hurt by she like towards the end of her you know I don't know reporters who go up to like 86 way, year olds re- really weird example <laughs> Angela Lansbury. we're both musical theater I'm people like, wow all right she uh, taught a math I, well, I just saw Knives Out I, 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 I just, oh too, right so she makes Knives Out so uh but but Angela like she she was a victim of like at 86 or like whatever how old was she at 1,005, they said, how do you feel about the Me Too movement? Oh, my God. And, like, her handler should have, you know, punched the reporter, say, how dare you, ask an, ask, how dare you ask an old person this question? Yeah. <laughs> you know they're going to say Wait, something I remember, stupid. What did she say? She was, it was one of those, like, you know, well, let's not get care. You know, people are people. And, like, yeah, that, that's how I got my first. She didn't say that. But, yeah. But, but, yeah. You shouldn't be able to ask. You don't ask an older comedian what they think of cancel culture. They haven't. They're not on Twitter. They don't know that Billy Crystal, same thing. Yeah. And he was like, cancel culture is... And people were like, Billy, how dare you? Yeah. So, Ryan. Yeah. Anyone, anyone... Uh, uh, have you have you done a eulogy for a comedian? Maybe. Not, I mean, like uh, like in real life, like in person? Yeah. No. No. I've, I've done a, a post about a friend who's passed. Sure. Yeah. Vic Hanley. He might have been one of... He might They said it was a lung aneurysm or whatever, uh-huh. but I think... It was right at uh, right when COVID started, so uh, there was no autopsy. Oh, like, uh, you couldn't remember like when uh, yeah. it was like if if someone died, it was just automatically COVID bag get, get it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when when Vic passed away, a lot of people. Did you know Vic? I don't think I did. <clears throat> Vic did every TV show in the world. Uh, great friends with Jeff Foxworthy, you know, toured with all those guys. But Vic just loved busting balls. That's what he did, and he was really good at it. Yep. And, uh, you know, he would just, uh, he, he was a fixture in the New York City scene and loved to have a good time, but, you know. And what was your post like? Was it moving? Or was it like, Vic always said, yeah, you're the was, best, Ryan. Yeah, I waited, no, no, I waited a few days to post, and then I was just like, this one was a tough one, because mostly because the person who died would hate everything I'm about to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it was just like, uh, you know, he he just he just loved to shit on people from the you know from the first day he saw me he told me I stunk and he continued to say it until I until he died yeah 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 you know like he was never like you're a genius he was like hack you're a hack <laughs> you know what I mean like but that's that's what you know he was also a guy like he would definitely shit on comedians like for fun but he would also back comedians mm-hmm. like he he would go to the 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 wall for you mm. 
Unfortunately, I know that, like, you know, in your head sometimes, I'm like, well, the first line for, for you would be, like, Russell did not want to die. He yeah. made that very clear yeah. very often. Every time I talked to him, he said, so just, you know, I, like I don't want to die. Jesus, you, you musical theater kids are dark. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> God, holy. F- We're listening to Sweeney Todd. <laughs> what a going to on? Sweeney Todd. Um, well, uh, uh, Ryan... Uh, I'd love to talk about all sorts of stuff, but but I I just watched. Uh, 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 I'm allowed to say I watched. Um, it's I heard about. You've seen a, a, a I don't know what we would call it. A, a rough work, cut. Work, a, a rough. A rough okay. cut. Mm. Uh, uh, you, I'm not really in the business. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're all faking it. Uh, you do uh, a crowd warm up. Audience warm up. Oh, audience warm up. I'm an wow. audience warm up comedian. Um. And I've I've known a couple. I know I know uh, uh, Kevin Bartini. I know Regina DeChico. I know Regina, yeah. Uh, 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 Paul Mercurio. Yeah. So so tell me um, first for people here, what is audience warm up? Well, all right. So um, basically, every TV show that has a studio audience that you watch, there is a comedian that comes out before the show starts taping and actually performs comedy, and this is a way of getting them engaged. And then when they're ready to shoot, you introduce, sometimes you introduce the host, sometimes you introduce the show, but you get right into it, right? Because every show starts with the same problem. How do we start? Yeah. <laughs> like no one really, you know, because they're focused on the production of the show. They're not focused on the audience. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you have a live performer there that does some sort of performance that engages the audience so that you can just hand it off to the show. And comedians, I mean, having just, we both did our first late night recently. Yes. Uh, he was on... Uh, Seth Meyers. Yeah. Titanic. Titanic the musical. Oh, we did it right. right around Thanksgiving yes. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So oh, you're at Seth Meyers. Oh, cool. Cool. Very cool. Every I laugh you got was mine, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he didn't, didn't get, get a lot of laughs. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, that was great. Great performance. <laughs> You. No, no, uh, I, I'm sorry. It's just you know everything's just like a blur. Oh but, my uh, god! I just being there that one day, I was like, "This is uh, this is crazy." The, you guys the, were raging. That you guys like, do the, a the show green every day room was like like a party. Yeah. Oh, I think it's just like a lot of people because you know they they bring all the. I mean, like good people. vibes. Like you guys were having a good time backstage. Yes, it was yes. like it was just like it felt more like a celebration of the performance that was about to happen rather than. I like, can imagine if it's three celebrities, they all kind of keep to their their sometimes. their three rooms. You Some know, comedians don't. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like, so also when you have people that are very nervous about performance, it's not usually as. Uh, oh yes, yes. You know, yes, like yes, they're yes. very focused on about what's what's going to happen. But you guys are just you know very light and fun. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's really cool. I forgot. That yeah. Uh, and obviously, it's very our friend uh, Chris Caffaro. I did a Billy Crystal movie where he played an audience warm up person. Yes. And he had one line, and they ended up he ended up not being. Uh, on camera like they didn't get to it and I said in a way he kind of got the full experience of being an audience warm-up comedian he did not get any camera time it happens sometimes yeah what um okay I have a lot of questions about the specifics yeah you know that's generally that's what's gonna happen I know I'm just gonna I I wanna ask mine before I forget you're basically like you know what we should do a podcast about this where I ask questions (laughs) yeah what's, what's your question okay how long do you do my two questions are this. How long is it? Mm-hmm. And then how often are you changing up the material mm-hmm. for that, for that, cra- for each crowd? You know, like, do you, do you feel like you tweak it kind of, it's just sort of morphs over time or are you like purposefully like every, you know, so often I'm doing a whole new thing. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Especially with warm up, No one can tell you how to do it. 
mm-hmm. but they know when it's wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be so great if they came to you and they were like, here's a list of things we don't want you to say, okay? Mm -hmm. But they don't do that. They just go, I don't know, go. And if it's wrong, you're fired. (laughs) Yeah. But um, every show's got a different, every show has a different amount of time set up. So if I'm filling in for someone or, you know, whatever the setup is that the show's accustomed to. So it could be anywhere up top between like, between 10 and 20, usually. Usually, but you can't predict what's going to go wrong or if they have to rewrite the script, which can happen. Uh, the Colbert Report on Comedy Central, they used to rewrite the script from rehearsal to air. Uh-huh. So when you would start warm-up, they literally didn't know when the script would be ready. So you'd wow. hope it was 15, but sometimes it'd be 40. Oh, my God. A lot of these shows, not not any show you've worked on, but some of these shows when they're like, as a comedian, you're like, they're so-so. And you're like, they wrote it today. They wrote it as they were going to air. Like, none of them have... An appropriate amount of time. In a way, there's a lot of ways that the TV system works. Where you're like, this is not designed to create the best work these people can do. It's like a, a nightmare. Nightly yeah. shows seem like I don't know how but people if do. You th- if you think about in the era that they were created, it was never meant to like live online or live yeah. forever. It was meant to be like we're going to see this once. It's just putting on a show, blah blah blah, and like, well, hopefully there'll be some laughs. And hopefully Len will like like have a celebrity that people don't normally see. Now we see these fucking people all the time on everything. Yeah. So it's not as it's a very different thing where I feel like it's held to a higher standard now because you're like, we're watching the clips, we're watching the interviews, and really that's was just meant to be ethereal. Like happens there and, and then you it's watch gone. it late at you night, know? so you're like you're kind of tired, yeah. you're almost asleep. You're yeah, like, this yeah, is yeah. great. Yeah. As opposed to like Sunday morning, I'm like, this SNL sketch yeah. didn't quite have a button <laughs> that I liked. Yeah, yeah. Um so, tell me the f- what was your first warm up gig? Because I will say, I you know I'm an energetic comedian, and sometimes I, there was one one show that was interested in me doing warm up, and I couldn't do it. It's just say one, it. one day. What was it? It was it was uh, no, yeah, it was it was John Oliver. They, oh. There was an email, and I had a gig that weekend. And let me tell you, if I had been able to, and if I'm able to do it, I will be more scared about that than I was for taping Corden, oh, for doing a spot on a pack show. To me, the it is, and I haven't hosted in a while very frequently, but that is the scariest spot of the show. You're, you're talent, but you're not always treated as talent, and you're, hold, you're held to a very high standard. Yeah. And, uh, you can only fail. You could, you, you yeah. could, uh, good. Oh, we're ready to go. Great. Or what is going on out there? That's. I think you would be a good warm up, and I'll just say real quick. Because I remember the first time I saw you was at Gotham. You were hosting, and I had I had a phone call with like Andy the next day, and I was like, "Who hosted? Who was that last night?" And he goes, uh, uh, "John Marco." I go, "Is he foreign?" The, yeah, the yeah. name, the name. Yeah. He's like, "No, what did he do wrong?" I'm like, "He didn't do anything wrong." Like, it, just, <laughs> it turns into this like very like uh, combative like, and I love Andrew, yeah. but like he just distracted me. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, what, what, what? Well, um, what would you remember? What your first? Oh, one absolutely. Was? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Jessica Carson. Oh yeah, was doing warm up uh, for the morning show with Mike and Juliet, and that was on Channel Five. I'm sure she she's a she was a great warm up. Yes, she still. No I doubt. Mean, she still could be if she wanted to, but she she had seen me somewhere. She'd known me, but like, and I worked with her, but she was like, hey, man, I got this this show I'm doing warm-up on, and like, I, I book a lot of road work cruises. <clears throat> Can you come in and watch me? And if I'm not available, you know, you could fill in for me. And I was like, yeah. She's like, just, you know, come in as much as you can. Like, you know, you should really get a feel for what this is and meet the people. And I was like, okay. 
So I just started going to wow. this, this very small wow. show. What what show is it again? Morning show with Mike and Juliet. What year? Like what year is this? Is this uh, probably like uh, 2008, 2009? Wow. Okay. And was she like was she like ripping it, or was she just like being congenial, and or was she like doing her act and just murdering? No, I mean Jessica was doing. She was doing. I'd say both. You know what I mean? Like, because there's always it depends on how much time you're going to do. Because audience work uh, runs dry at like 15, 20 minutes. People start to be like, mm, "What is this?" Then yeah, you have to find a way to segue into material if you're going to be out there that long. But she would do both. But like, yeah. it was just a matter of like, okay, this is this is what it is. Come see it. Come watch it. What did you learn from from her? Like, were there any like game? I mean. Yeah, what, what did you take away from her? I feel like if I was going to do it, I would want to, you know, I know how to crowd work. I know how to do material. But, like, sometimes I want to just, like, go, like, oh, right. I, I, I'm allowed to be, like, let's make some noise. Let's bring it up. Like, that's the part that I would need to, like, see it to be, like, oh, you can do that. You can do that, but you could, you only have so much of that that you can do because once again the audience is like, all right, we, we get it. By the like, fifth, yeah. I can't hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. then I don't know what to yeah. tell you, buddy. We're tired. But also, it varies. Everyone's style. My style has changed over the years from yeah. what I used to do to what I do now. But like, what you'll also notice is uh, producers are terrified of silence. Some shows, on some shows, they don't like silence. So if there's a lull. Uh, the producer will be like, "What's going on? Why aren't why aren't they clapping? Why aren't they making noise?" And it's like, "Well, we just stopped down." And they're like, "But like, no, 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 get them, get them going, get them going." And it's like, "Okay, I'm gonna make these poor people clap for 45 minutes." Yeah, yeah. How often are you getting feedback from people like that? Depends like on every show. day. Yeah, okay. You know, and it also depends on how, you, like, if if you're on the show when they when they first bring in an audience, generally they'll ask you your opinion. Hey, what do you want to do? What do you think this should be? How do you feel? And then you can design the warm up the way. Got that it. will work best. Sometimes you come in and they already have an idea of what they want you to do, and then uh, you just got to play ball the best you can. Yeah, I mean, I and then you, you know, like anything else. Like they were, I did some shows in L.A., and uh, like everyone had a note for me. Every single person was like, yeah. you know, um, the host doesn't really like when you do this. I'm like, your craft services, shush. Oh, no one, no one needs God. your opinion on my act. <laughs> what like what was the note? Like what was it? Just uh, they they were just uh, you know like more energy, more enthusiasm, like uh, like people that are trying to have power will you know just just yeah, no, yeah, yeah. people that had no business. But then, yeah. you, then of you, course, but then you realize like the only person I should ever listen to is the EP and the host if they want to talk to me. Pass that. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Th I'd love to throw you into a crowd work and just see oh. what you do. Just see, by the end, you're doing a somersault. By minute three, you're be, like doing I, a somersault I think, I think truly I'd be doing like a lot of like, I would go revert back to like when I was in music school, teaching children music. I would just be doing like, it's fine. like clapping things and like rhythm things. Because I, I, I would I would be so scared about any sort of crowd work or talking to people uh, that I would just revert to like leading. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Jenner show. That's the Kardashian model. Uh -huh. I did that in LA. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was the more up on that. And like, how some of these shows, some shows you need people to laugh. Some shows, w w do they need people to be like just clappy? This was a daytime show. A lot of times, the, they want a lot of applause and reaction and stuff like that. But this, no one told me, and this is no, no one tells them more of anything. So like my my first day there, I died, dude. I mean, I just I had forty people just dead staring at me, and like two like young teenage girls that were laughing, but everyone else was just just. Nothing wouldn't do anything yeah. for me, and then uh, it turned out it was uh, the entire Kardashian family. 
that's who was in the audience. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, my God. And the two girls were uh, Kendall and uh, Kylie. Kylie. Yeah. yeah. They were very sweet. They signed so these are like the second Kardashian cousins. Yes. But they, they weren't bad people. They're just super rich and just were just, you know. Oh, if you had known God. that in advance, what do you th- would you have done anything differently? I don't think I would have died as hard as I did. I was just like, come on, please. Is there God? just is like the- a lot of like, what do you do for work? And they're like, nothing. Okay. Well, what do you do for work? Differently. Maybe they maybe they thought I knew who they were. Like I would have addressed them differently. I wouldn't have been like, hey, but you know, who's next to you? Or like, oh sure. yeah, yeah. I just didn't know. Man, they it, they were very nice, but like, just you know, super wealthy people that are not. And at this point in your career, do you like eh, bombed, or were you like? How intense is it? Because that's what I'm scared that of, That was obviously. 2013, but that was my first day. But, like, then having, thank God they told me, they're like, oh, this is the entire family. You know, if they didn't tell me that, I'd be like, oh, oh my God. Like, I was on mic and not, they wouldn't, they didn't even want to react, like, at all to anything. Oh, yeah. But oh. then the next day and the day after were really great. But, like, I just didn't know. Are there warm-ups for, like, shows like, like when Maury was on? Like yeah. So, like, but for that kind of show, are you, like, being, like, are you getting the audience ready to like react to like, and they just said he's not the father, and they're like, what? Like, uh, are they so, good, like that kind of reaction? Yes, like, I don't think percent. it would be comedy. It would be more like percent. about like just getting crazy reactions from people, well, getting call, them ready to do that. I call that the business. Uh-huh. Meaning, like, you, so you still have to get them having a good time and to like. They gotta like you. If they don't like you, you're dead. Totally. They gotta like you. Yeah. Well. Uh, and uh, yes, for like food shows, they want they want uh, what yeah. I call food. Ooh, yummy food porn. They want food noises. <laughs> yeah. right? And you got to train them like to be like, if you see food, that's good. Mm. Mm. Yes, there's that. But then there's also like, ugh, depending on how the studio the studio set up, they may not have an applause button or anything like that. So uh. then all of a sudden, now you're the floor producer in addition to the warm up, which means you got to get them to clap. Like when cheese gets put on, you got to be like, oh my god, a cheese put on cheese. Wait, are so, you standing down there doing yes, that on some during shows, the sh- taping? On some shows, when I when I did Rachel Ray, because oh. the, the 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 audience would rotate, uh-huh. so they they never had like, I'd have to stand on the floor and like basically watch Rachel and uh, guess when when applause was necessary, and then I'd have to communicate to the audience like, come on, you gotta come, please, dear God. Oh, brutal! I that is very stressful. A lot of things factors happening. Like yeah. you have to make a lot of game time decisions. Yes, yes. That could that could potentially not be you know could ruin a taping or ruin a, a moment of a taping. You, you gotta know? pay attention. You can't. Yeah, have yeah. Clap at something sad. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you ever feel like you're like oh I got to do my new bit about this thing here? Are you just doing the same hits? Like if I'm doing that kind of thing, I end up going like wow I did the fucking. The A material from year three and four. Like, I have, like, the five minutes of, like, the beginning first best five I ever had. And if I do it, if anyone sees me do it, they should know that means that I was in trouble on stage. And I reverted back to my older self. You're not always on stage. Sometimes you're in the audience. So, once again, they don't have a clear line of sight on you. So, now if I'm standing in the audience, yeah, it's harder because some people are in front of you, some people are behind you. Um yeah, I try to do a lot of audience work. If I, if I if I'm out there and I have to go into material, it's it's going to be the 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 safest. Yeah, I'm not going to, and no one's ever asked me to do that. But I just would rather not roll the dice. Sure. Uh, yeah, I I, I would have that urge. To how? Like, Let's try this. How? I mean, I mean think about, if I sour that, like when they're ready, they're ready. So if I sour that audience, I can't just walk out and be like, mm, they're no. weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they were crazy today, right? Like, you don't yeah. get to say that. That'd yeah. be like, I, like the camera guy being like, the lens, I don't know, it's weird today. But wow. like, don't you, do you, like, I'm sure you see, do you see any warm-up comics where you're like, that's hacky warm-up? Like, 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 there's a comic out there who's like, and like juggles. I mean, I saw, you showed this, the sitcom uh, world of warm-up. And like they, since they have to do like longer days. Oh, this is a documentary. That yeah, yeah, right, that, right. that he, that we he made. started, but then we didn't get into it. Yeah, there's a documentary about L.A., the sitcom, because uh, the sitcom, it can be, what, six, eight hour so longer days. So the documentary is on warm-up. It's called Before We Get Started. Uh-huh. And yes, the sitcom warm-ups are, they have to fill six, seven hours. So they're Holy juggling. Shit. They're they're doing karaoke. They're doing the hokey pokey. They're they have a whole. They, I mean, some people. Wait, why do they have to, they have to fill that much? I'm, I'm, because you're you're taping. Like, imagine how long oh, the taping takes. Oh, you're going in between each thing and like okay. they have to recap people, which yeah. is cool. Like, so remember in this scene, Elaine Holy wants to get this shit. guy out of here. Wow, it's wild. That's a that's wow. It's uh, a monster. It's yeah. a monster. So like when you go like when you see those guys filling that amount of time, you're like, I don't care what they have to do. Sure. Yeah. Do you ever wish you could, you ever like pick up three balls and go, maybe this would help me out. Have some juggling in here. Yeah. I'm not against juggling, uh, but I have not, <laughs> I have not, uh, it was Apatow. He said it best. He's right. Don't be a comedy snob. Oh, of course. Just yeah. Don't yeah. take the pie in the face, man. Just, <laughs> this is comedy. Like just whatever it takes. Well, yeah. That's what I wear. I feel like that's what you would like. You would just start doing like physical comedy you'd you'd start like doing farts yeah why not hitting your head on something like oh i'm stupid i'm stupid (laughs) okay well you start doing the accent uh, and you're like whoa uh the i have wait okay so how long have you been are are you like the guy at seth meyer like are you do you do that full time i I am yeah i'm the audience more how long have you been doing that speak for the show in any manner Uh uh-huh yeah yeah yeah. just to make that clear Um, yeah i've been there since day one i auditioned to get that job wow so you're doing that like four to- four times a week, yeah. like basically. Yeah. Oh my god! Do you feel you have the goodwill there that like if there's a bad because some audiences are just tough. Tough, yes, but like, like it's it's never like bad, bad. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's never it's yeah. never and like some some like it's always different. Like sometimes I do okay, I do good, and then Seth comes out and just destroys, and you're like, oh, they they love him. Of course, uh, or or they, yeah. they like audiences get weird. They're like they think every minute they're spending with you is one less minute they get to spend yeah. with their favorite. But I think it's like it's like going to see your favorite band and that you don't know who the opener is. Yeah, and you're like I I'm gonna get my drinks during this thing. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm gonna like get. You're not your head's just not there. Like even if they're great, like yeah. it's so rare to be like. Um, the I had a question about. Um, because I saw that Seth Meyers taping because I was there. Um, the you know the audience they get to ask questions of Seth. Yeah, that's great. That's that's uh, um, and they they put that stuff online too. I think that's really. I was wondering how often people ask the same questions because <laughs> I was like I was the questions that were being asked. I was like, oh man, I bet you he gets asked this question like three like times a week. They? It was just like, who are your comedy heroes? Who are you know like I was like, oh man, like he must have to. He did a good, great job of answering like it was like thing but i was like oh i bet you the same sort of questions are asked like uh, almost all the time but maybe not yeah a lot of the same same questions um a lot of people looking for internships uh, oh they God. ask that question yeah. a lot but uh he's really great with handling them yeah you know? no no yeah i uh so tell me tell me some of your again i can't emphasize enough that like it's 
so scary to me. I of all the things I can think about having stand up wise happen to me in the next year, the idea of doing warm up just feels like I w- I would like go to every taping I could to watch someone because mm-hmm. it just in my mind I just uh, and I always had that same fear with hosting. I just imagine just them giving me nothing. And I saw that in, in in the in the movie there was one guy where you know you asked him uh, oh, talked to him yeah, and his yeah, arms yeah. were crossed mm-hmm. and I just know I just every comic knows what that is and I just you know you just kept you you got to keep going and going and bring this person in and then you did something where you went like this like to get the audience to like the rest of the audience just like yeah cheer they got married or whatever there was an anniversary and it was so subtle but it was like oh yeah it's you you got to do everything. You just got to be moving so forward, moving forward, moving that was, forward. That was a sports show in the morning, and it was very, uh, very New York City like, uh, older male audience that you know come in kind of grumpy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was, I, I was not because like you, you know, as a performer, you need things that are set, that set you up to win, and one of those things is like, hey, can the audience be seated when I start? That case, it was not. They were still seating while I was on. So now it's just weird. I'm just kind of just talking as they're coming in, and it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't even know. And then, uh, you know, when they finally do start paying attention to you, what am I, five minutes in? And, like, they don't know who I am. They missed the whole intro. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what is, what, who is this guy? What's he doing? Yeah. Why is he? I don't want to talk to him. So then it's like, how do, I, how do I engage these people? Like, I want them. Sometimes someone wants to give you a hard time. Like, it, Yeah. Oh. And when, what is the audience you're most scared, anxious, intimidated, reticent, to warm up for what's what's the group because some of these shows like you know ellen it's going to be a lot of gals i don't mind I, that was rachel ray when i did that it was all uh, um mo- mostly mothers and daughters from mm-hmm. the tri-state area and uh you, you i you know like the things that would work there i don't i don't consider them great jokes but like they would they would kill with this this yeah. audience you know what i mean like What's they, an audience that you're like? Ugh, okay, like I don't, I don't like this joke or that I made it, but it it really did well there, and I was like, that's so weird. Like they were asked, talking to me about food, and uh, you know, they're very much like these women are very much like, what's with those pants? They look expensive. Like they really get in your life. Like they're not a quiet audience. Uh huh. Like, mm-hmm. I know my son has those pants. You spent too much on them. Like they're really yeah. You know, and uh, they said, well, what is your mother cook? Yes, yeah, she cooks. You know, she makes lasagna, but she's a uh, you know she's Irish, so she puts potatoes in it destroyed and i was like that's not that's not but it connected with them so much wow have you ever like had something kill there and you're like i'm gonna do the the cellar tonight and then you're like so my mom makes lasagna but she puts potatoes in it because she's irish but this is also that goes back to the performance i think john marco can make that joke work yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just there'd with the voice a, I do. Be, yeah. Be, yeah. The Irish accent I had. That's oh, really oh, yeah, like yeah. bad in its own way. Um, I feel like if I were to guess, because like I like that. I'd rather have the audience, like the audience of that guy with his arms folded. That's oh, that the audience tough. where I'm like, I would that's be the, tough. the sports guys would be the, the, that would be the toughest for me, I think. Because they don't even want, they only want to clap and cheer and be silly. Yeah. They don't want to dance. No, no, no. Yeah. No. And like, you know, when I, when I started off the, uh, the dance party, as I would call it, that was something in my early days that I would do. What was the dance? What's the dance party technique? Um, so like, especially for like a morning show, like they really, they're, they're very like, we want them up. We want them dancing with them, having a good time. So like you'd, you'd be like, Hey, I have some giveaways. Uh, I'm going to give it to like a great dancer who wants to come down here and, and there'd be a DJ or music, whatever. And, uh, you try to pick like two or three people and find a way to make it funny. 
Mm. So you're kind of giving them like a light roast on their dancing abilities. Mm. Do all shows, do most shows have some merch and they're like, use this if you, if you need it. Like it's kind of like a weapon, no. like once, free t-shirts. But they, they should. But like, once again, it's very rare that people put thought into the warm up or the comedian. Yeah. You, know, you have like, to go there with your own shirts yes, like, just yeah. in case. I've had, like, had, yes. Well, I, really? Yes. If, you, if you're going into a gig, you don't know what's going to happen, right? And you need this audience to react. You, you better have, because it's your job. That's What do you bring with you? What have I brought? I don't bring anything now. But what did you in the past? Oh, in the past? I would do like Starbucks gift cards or something. Wow. You just, and you, you just had it in your back pocket? No, I'd have the Starbucks gift cards. And I wrote a couple of jokes on the Starbucks gift cards. And I'd be like, hey, these are, you know, going out to the best audience members and, you know, the fun laughers or the fun dancers or whatever it is. This is like when a, a teacher has to, like, pay for the pencils the for the class. This is, yeah. nothing. this is nothing. I have yeah. a friend in L.A. and he was working on some sitcom. I'm not I'm not making this up. And he would. I went. I watched him do this. be like, guys, best audience members getting a guest appearance in the sitcom. <gasps> and I'd be like, what? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> And just like as a background person, like obviously, or was it a lie? It was a lie. (gasps) Yeah, why not? At the end, you go, "Ah, oh, sorry. Oh, I want it. I but here's what's what's crazy with the Starbucks gift cards, which I did give out. Yeah, people were like, oh, I thought that was a joke, and I'd be like, no, no, no. yeah, I. That is so funny. That is such a people want stuff too. I when my Nicole said at the Seth Meyers taping, the woman in front after we performed, they were like, she turned to whoever she was with, the woman in front of her, and was like, it would have been nice if they gave us free tickets to it. Like, like that they were gonna give the that entire is, audience no, someone free from t- New York, New Jersey, <laughs> Connecticut. They- Oprah probably ruined it for people. Yeah. Where she they were like, I thought we were yeah. getting a car. Uh, hello. Wait, I just I just love. Again, like I feel like I could see someone just start. They lie. The audience is so bad. They're like, if you guys cheer, yeah, fuck, I'll, I'll give you the deed to my house, the deed to my house to the best audience member. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but then you have like the, this is what you should be terrified of. Okay, on some shows, some shows, mostly the daytime ones. Sometimes you get something called the regulars. Okay, oh. these are groups of people that come to the daytime shows every day. They also know when giveaways are happening, like around the holidays, like. You know, companies will sponsor daytime shows to, you know, like, hey, everyone in the audience is getting a coffee maker. I don't know how they find out. They find out. So now these regulars come in and they are terrible audience members because they're they've seen three shows that day. Yeah. <laughs> like they have no interest in you or what you're doing. They want the coffee maker. Do you you said some audience members are paid to be there in L.A. in, in the documentary? I, so, yeah. So um, in that, it's papering the room. So in L.A., uh, if they if they have a hard time finding an audience for a new show, they'll uh, they'll pay actors. Plenty of them out is there. Is that the worst? Is that the worst audience? That's also a bad audience because they're they don't want to be there, you know. And they 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 understand the game. They're there for the fifty bucks or whatever it is, and they come with books. And you're like, oh, no, you're gonna read during my warm up? Oh, I I feel a little more prepared now. I'd be like. All right, best audience member, you get to host the Daily Show. Yeah, for the rest of the run. But the yeah. paid regulars, they they know your line, so that's not going to work. Yeah, that's true. How many are like? Would you like? Uh, yeah, I hadn't. Is this even more an LA about thing? The, the paid regulars or in New York too? I mean, uh, some shows in in I guess newer shows do it. Uh huh. You know, like um, the, like a, a startup or a comedy mm-hmm. central might do it, or like some some show that maybe didn't have their own audience yet. Yeah. To be fair, Seth Meyers could buy like a whole 
a show for, of Titanic? I they mean, they could. That. I'm just saying, like, if they set that thing of like every time someone performs, they're giving. You know, that's a lot. Yeah. Of, that's they're having performances. Who does all SNL? The time. Doesn't Keenan do SNL? No. So the SNL warm up is done by whoever is doing uh, Weekend Update. I when oh, I when I mean, saw you mean it's it's it was it's, when I saw it live. It was Keenan okay. singing. And like, like a couple of the girls were backup singers. I'm sure the audience was like hot. It, yeah, it was, and it was a dress rehearsal, so maybe it it changes. But it was, I I do think it someone always, from Update might have come out to like kind of introduce and start it, but it was very quick, and then it transitioned into, and it was very quick warm up. It was like under ten minutes. I, I it think was, it was uh, Jost who said this in the Colin Jost who said it in the movie. He said that uh, Lauren likes whoever's because generally whoever's newer in the cast is doing. Or maybe I'm wrong here, but I remember saying like if they were doing update, he liked them to come out because it endeared the audience to them. Sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure. Um, have you been fired from any gigs? I'm sure. Oh, you want me to recall yeah, these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to say the show specifically but if, if you want, want to. to but yeah. it, they fired you. They're not going to bring it back. Uh, I mean, I don't... This is just... This is, is it like more a, fired this is or like, just you didn't get hired back is kind of the deal? Sure. I mean, that's... You know this business. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's why this is like a highly volatile job. Like, you know, if you have a bad night on Titanic, yeah. you're, not, you're not gone. Right. But like, it sounds like this, like... Oh, just there's so many new jobs in front of completely new people that that's what's what's stressful. You know, it's like the same way with like a new comedy club. You know, when you're there the first couple of weeks, you're like, well, I better show them I'm a good comic. If I have an OK set at the cellar, I'll be OK. But if I fucking am at a new TV show. Yeah. And they they blame you because the show sucks. Generally with the new shows, they um they they. They traditionally had auditions. You would audition, so they knew what they were getting before. But also, it's like, oh boy. Uh, generally, if you're the first warm up they hire, you're probably going to be fired. They'll go two, like two or three. Yeah, and then and then by the third one, they're like, we're just sick of hiring this person, so just keep that one. <laughs> yeah, I did one audition for a warm up gig during the pandemic. It was like it was coming back, and I had to do an audition, film myself doing warm up with no one. What show? I, I I think it was audition. untitled. I know this. We yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, it. I think yeah. it, it was untitled. So I'm not sure what show what? it was. I think I know. I think because I, I I had seen that that was going around or something like that. Like or, or the the audition. That I was would going pay a hundred dollars to get everyone's tape. What, every comedian. What's tape the audition like? Cause like like tell me what the audition process is like when you did Seth Meyers originally. Like, did you have a crowd? Or you just the people that work for the show? You go in and do. No, no. So they like, did. So I was, I was pretty tenacious about it. I was, I had already done warm up, and I wanted mm-hmm. to. Uh, and I, I don't know. Do you have reps, John Marco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. So I, you yeah. know, I really just asked everyone I knew, like, do you know anyone over there? Can you get my resume in? Blah 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 blah. Resume. I think. Uh, yeah, Jost was my referral, but mm-hmm. this was Jost when he was a writer. Yeah, he wasn't. So he was like, "Hey, man, I'm putting your resume. I don't know what's gonna happen." But I was like, "Dude, that's so huge. Thank you so much." Yeah, and. Uh, then it was just a matter of me following up, and I, I cold called there every day until I got through to the right wow. office. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, uh, my resume's in with you guys." Blah blah blah. Then someone from LA called me. I think I was doing a warm up at that time. I was doing a, a sports show on Fox Sports with Regis Filmon at that time. Uh huh. And uh, they like called me, and I saw the number from LA, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I got picked up, and they were like, "Hey." 
we think we kind of want to use you. Do you have any tape or something like that? And I did have some tape. Uh-huh. I could, couldn't put that stuff online. They don't, they didn't, at the time, they didn't want it online. And uh, they call me back and they go, all right, so we're doing some test shows. We're going to give you, I think they gave me two of the test shows. And I was the first one they auditioned. And I don't know who else they auditioned. But I, you know, I just went in there and I, I had nothing to lose because I, you know, they didn't know me. I didn't, you know, no one was pushing for me. So I just went yeah. in there and I was like, I have to destroy. Yeah. I had some good sets. And uh, that same week, I booked a commercial in Spain. So I, I left on a plane right after my audition and was just in Spain with no phone for like a week. Like, what the hell's going on? Oh, my on? God. Oh. I, and how's the, the, the writers actually told me, they go, hey, man, uh, they told me, they go, hey, when, when you did it, our jokes worked better. That's the nicest That's thing great. you can hear. That's so nice. That was, yeah. so I think they were, the writers were pushing for me. So that yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, you want, I mean, doing court and, I was so thankful. I was the second taping that day because the first taping was like you know at four thirty. They do two in a day. The, at least it was, th- it was Thanksgiving Tough. week, so yeah. it was like, and like some of these audiences. Sometimes I'll go back to old uh, Conan sets where like I'm like that audience was really tough, and it's fucking brutal. Yeah. It's just brutal. I mean, if, if I I would have if I could have bought every audience member in that audience a drink. Yeah, I would have loved to. Well, it is hard to like. I think of specifically. It's interesting because the way it's structured is like you have a warm up comic coming out, then you have a monologue with jokes, and then there's a lull of like you're doing interviews, which aren't always going to be. Laugh, laugh, like they're yeah. they're a little more. So you get in this thing because then then the comic comes out. And you're like, oh yeah, this like this rhythm again, and it's a little bit like they've been lulled by the the interviews. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like I've also seen with some warm up. Like I know some people. Well, let me ask this. Well, Regina does the the View. Uh huh. And uh, she's she's in the movie as well. Um, she she's just got a great like bubbly energy and like really really fun to be around. Raspy voice. She yeah. she. Maybe she did shelf life. You've you've definitely met Regina. She she opened. Remember Infinite Briss, which yes, I never released. Yes, that was yes, Regina yes, yes, uh Joyelle Nicole Johnson. Oh yeah, Thomas Client. She did Hassan Minaj's show when that was really when wow. that was on. She was that person there. Um, What's the know, schedule like? For what? For you, like daily schedule. It changes. You know, depending on what time they want to shoot that day. Yeah, I'll, I'll generally find out in the morning uh, what time we're shooting that day, and then I, I try to get in. With the testing and whatnot, I, I we have to get COVID tested uh-huh. mm. uh, regularly. So I generally there like an hour and a half before tape. How's okay. how's uh, how's the money to be Bears. warm up? Yeah, and that's why you can't put a handle on it. You know what I mean? Like the sure. guys are at the top. What do you like? What do you think they're clearing? The like the ones there was some director in in your documentary who was like, "I'll move the shoot to make it work for this guy." Oh yeah, yeah, that's Mark Sweet, and uh, but Mark is. Probably in LA is probably known as the very best. You know, I don't, I don't. There's no ranking on these things. Sure. Um, they they do. They make a couple of thousand per show, but the, you got to remember it's a sitcom season, so it's twenty episodes, twenty two yeah. episodes. So it's not like it sounds like a lot until yeah. you realize like, oh, they're, you know, they're not working all year. Yeah. Yeah. And would you ever want to do that sitcom level? It's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not against it. I don't know, man. It's it's just a different hustle. Like you have to, you know, it's it's not easy. It's How many episodes of Seth Meyers are you doing a year? Because that's a lot, right? Like it's like it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I 
think because they changed the tape schedule again. So I think we might be taping somewhere in forty five weeks a year, maybe forty five weeks, forty four weeks a year, maybe. And that's four shows a week, right? Four. Yeah. Wow. And it must there must be a pull where you're working all day, and you're like, "Fuck, I got to go to the clubs at night." No, that's that's essential. Of course, it's essential. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, I'm sure that's how people gravitate away from stand-up comedy because it's exhausting it's that's a full fucking day of comedy yeah no no it is but but then there's always that thought in your head of like i'm not it, this is not my like i'm doing comedy but i'm i'm playing it safe like you need to go out at night and like do the stuff that makes you happy and also that's that's where anything new comes from yeah do you ever catch yourself either when doing warm or when doing comedy that you're like Let's say you're hosting a comedy show and you're like, oh, I'm being my warm up self right now. I need to be my comedian self because it feels like there are two different modes of being. The mode of being is when when you're doing a warm up, you're constantly thinking this is not my show. So I need to think about what I'm about to say. This is not there's someone coming on behind me. It's their show. Mm. It's you know, it's no different than what if what uh, what if you were working with a great headliner like uh, Brian Regan? Brian's clean. Mm. That thought would be in your head when you're in front of Brian. Like, I, I have to be clean because Brian's clean. Yeah. I can't sour the room and then Brian come on. So mm-hmm. that's, but at night, it's your show. It's your show when you're doing stand up at night. Yeah. Comedy Cellar, it's your show. Yeah, whatever amount of time, whatever you want to say. Yeah, and you make mistakes. Mistakes happen. But that's at the Comedy Cellar. That's, you know, like maybe you step wrong, but you have the time to fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since this is the downside, I mean, are there any, any uh, other than the Kardashian one, any other uh, nightmare warm-up times? Any, any crowd members say, how are you doing? Oh, my whole family just died. Any, any brutal? I mean, sometimes I've been heckled. What, what show was that? I was doing a morning show, and uh, I, I, uh, it was one of those giveaway ones. And um, I had said, uh, you know, you're going to get this gift and the camera's going to be on you guys. And you really need to be excited when you get the gift. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't have anyone, you know, obviously a joke. Can't have anyone from like New Jersey going, I don't want that crap. Gets a huge laugh. Okay. I feel good about myself. <laughs> I leave. Uh, a, a person follows me out. A woman follows me out. She follows me down in the subway. <gasps> and uh, she goes, you know, I'm, I'm from New Jersey. And we don't, we don't talk that like that. And I go. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was, I was being silly. It's a joke, huh? You know, huh? Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And she's like, we're not rude like that, okay? We don't talk like that. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. I got gotcha. you. All right, thank you. Nice to meet you. And then uh, a couple of days later, maybe it was a week later, you know, I like that joke. I do the joke again. Now, the show's going live. It's right behind me. The show's starting, show's starting at 9. It's starting at 9. There's no way to fix anything. We're going live. Camera's on. Do the joke. Crushes. This woman's there. She goes, I told you not to talk about New Jersey. Oh, ah! my God. Why is she there again? So now, like, now, now the room is like, uh-oh. Right? So I very quickly, I go, uh, uh, clearly you guys are not rude. And the audience responds because there's so much tension in the room, right? Yeah, and she yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. I told you. And she continues. And I'm like. Uh, I'm, listen, I'm so sorry. We're going in 30 seconds. Uh, you, you don't have to be here. You can totally leave. That's yeah. fine. But this is going live, and I kind of need you not to yell at the host. Yeah. And uh, she didn't. She didn't want to leave. So uh, 
the show goes and I, I you know the security sorts so they they came over and just sat next to her to make sure there was no more interruptions oh my god that is so overwhelming it's, yeah but it's such a it's such a nothing joke truly not, if, if you're yeah. gonna go if you're from new jersey and you're gonna go around your whole life being upset when people Make shit joke. on new jersey yeah, you have a tough life tough ahead of life you. ahead of you people love shit on new jersey <laughs> people from new jersey like the shit on yeah. new jersey yeah that is it's those kind of moments that where like there's always that turn in in with with a heckler where like if I start getting mad, you mean you have to resist that temptation to be like, "Lady, shut up!" Can't do yeah. it. Or, or, or give her a gift, and she's like, "I don't want this crap." And you're like, "Boom! I fucking knew it. Yeah, I told you." But it was the, it was I was just more because that's like it was pretty much one of the last things I was gonna say, and just walk off. You know what I mean? And now I'm in this confrontation, and I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, it is very funny. I mean, the fact that she came back—you never think you're gonna see these people that again. Person again. But for someone, I love imagining everyone else's perspective in the audience. For like, the the this woman and the the comedian have like they know each like because they have no awareness that you had already made this joke that this woman's a repeat thing. So just being like, I told you not to make that joke is so crazy from their perspective. And uh, I like her though. Know, she's just like, oh, we talked about yeah. this. <laughs> I so can't hurt. believe it. Oh, God. But, I can't believe she followed you to the subway. But it was such a... The, the whole war is a G-rated war. It was mm -hmm. so nothing. I just couldn't believe she was that upset about it. She won. I now say Staten Island. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? That's so funny. <laughs> I'm terrified. I, I, I love, I love imagining her being there and being like, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm terrified she's going to be in my audience again. <laughs> I got I got an email from someone in Jacksonville that I put on Instagram where yeah. they said, like, you know, you're, you're good, but the bestiality joke is so low brow and i just can't imagine if i'm talking on stage about mr hands the guy getting fucked by the horse yeah and from the back it's like i told you not to talk about the horse, horse. fucking yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. wow <sighs> that is really really charring and you just hope as you said i think that's one of the things that's tricky about is like people there don't understand if anyone there who doesn't understand what you are having to deal with well this is i'll tell you a fun story and it's not my story i want to make this very clear so mm -hmm. i'll, I'll Another comedian friend of mine was doing, uh, he had performed on Letterman two or three times. So they already loved him, thought he was very funny. And uh, they were trying to find a warm-up. So they gave him a call and they said, do you want to do this warm-up? And he's like, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great gig. I'd love to do it. So he goes, he goes in the first day. He says, goes great. Letterman at the time would, I guess he'd like run around the stage and then he would come over to the warm-up and you would hand him his microphone. Like I said, it's not my story. And uh, he said, it went great. First day, great. Next day he goes back, another good set. Letterman comes out, runs around, right? Whole audience on their feet, standing ovation, right? Letterman comes. Now Letterman's back is to the audience, and he says to the the one he goes, "You're supposed to be standing here, not here." And it was a difference of like one foot. So now Letterman's yelling at this this guy who's essentially auditioning with the audience giving a standing ovation behind him. And he's like, my hero's <laughs> yelling at me. I'm getting ready to cry while this audience oh. is like, we love you. Oh, that's just, it's its so amazing. The metaphor of everyone's cheering for him as yeah. he's saying something to you. Yeah. That's so, that's oh. so awful. And then, and then this is at the same time period. Okay, so now I had heard this one story and this is only recently. Uh, I, 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 another comedian, because that guy didn't get the job. Uh-huh. 
another comedian had auditioned that same week and he had the same issue. And I'm like, you're, you're kidding me. Oh, but cause no one tells you where to stand. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. If they, they could have put a piece of tape uh, down uh, tape, they could have walked you through yeah. it and been like, listen, it's very important. You stand here. Yeah. No one does that. Yeah. He said he had the same problem. He does the warm up. Letterman comes out and goes, you're supposed to be standing here, not here. And he's very confused why his heroes yelling it, you know, like yeah. here, here. Right. So he goes, he goes off to the side and, uh, Show happens. Letterman's doing some segment. Goes to a commercial, and he told me this is a different community. He goes, I could see Letterman still aggravated, <laughs> telling the producer that guy's standing in the wrong spots. <laughs> it's just heartbreaking because yeah, yeah. I like, I, but uh, I love you. Do you yeah. feel like sometimes you hear the stories? They're always a bummer to hear. Whenever a comedian you love is like a prick or acts like a prick. And then there's a other part of me where I'm like, this whole TV thing is like, it's tight and it's stressful and the demand, you're about to be on camera and you need to be like in your perfect little good space. Do you have, do you go like, well, he's under a lot of stress or ha have you worked for enough people that you're like, no, I've worked for nice people. And you, you, you have, you, you see people in that kind of work, you're going to see some people have some bad moments. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. It's just like, do you do you hear that? And you go like, fuck, the, anyone who's rude to the warm-up comic, fuck you. I just don't know why, if it was that important, why didn't... Well, that's the thing. I'm sure the they staff. passed also, the ball. I'm sure they didn't... were like, oh, we told the warm-up guy. Because they didn't want it their ass It just doesn't feel them. like it's that important of a thing. Like, I can't see myself ever caring about it. It's hard, like, you're like, I don't know what's happening, what's happening for Letterman in that moment that it's that big of a deal. Like, why? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, is it, you're not even on film, like, it's like, you're, it's just, the show's about, to, it's a very weird thing to, to have be an issue for. So you're, it's hard to even, yeah. you know, why is that a big deal? Also, I did see his taping of Letterman, but it was not. At the point where he was doing any running, he, I, I've never seen a taping where I was like, he hates this. Like I was like a bummer too because I liked Letterman too, but I went and saw a live taping. I was like, he doesn't want to be here. Like really? it was just very like, very because other tapings I've been to. Um, I saw in the past, Jay Leno. I saw I saw you know I went to a Daily Show one back in the day with John. It was like the same week. It was before I lived in New York, a long time ago. Uh -huh. Um and um, you know. John Stewart came out, talk, did similar to Seth Meyers, came out, talked to people, blah, blah, blah. Between things kind of was personable and blah, blah, blah. It was just this energy of like you could feel Letterman be like, fuck this. You know, like I don't want to be here. Like just going in, doing the thing. Yeah. Like you would see there was like literally as soon as they went to commercial thing, he would turn away from the guest. It was just that kind of like energy of like not, you know. But oh, you're also like – it's the day you do it so often that you're like, who knows what that day was? Sure. He, I, I never know, met the guy. I you never know. saw a taping. He's a brilliant comedian. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I never worked on that show, so I have no idea. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like it's just, it's a, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it, for me, it's heartbreaking thinking about like the warm up being like, this is the most important. If for an audition to to know yeah. it's their audition, that's what's hard. Like to where you have to be a human being, remembering like that is so a, such a big thing for someone to be like. This is their audition to be on this thing, and uh, if you lose track of that, that's why it's a bummer. You know, you're I'll, like, I'll give you. Can I, can I give you a positive one? Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes, uh, John Oliver, who's in the movie. Uh huh. Gracious dude, great guy, man. Yeah, uh, I remember because I have worked on the show. Um, I think my first time there. 
uh, I'm, I'm doing the warm up and I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to be great. I know I think it's going well. It's going well. And I just happen to turn to uh, my right, and there he's there, and he's pulled the curtain aside, and he's going. <laughs> that's <laughs> was, really sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. It was yeah. not only it was not only sweet and great, yeah. but because it was so goofy, it like took all the pressure yeah. away. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. All right, we can have fun. This yeah. Is- For those listening, he was giving John Oliver was giving a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Just he was oh, listening. Yes. Yeah, just yeah. Smiling now I get scared. If, uh, if it was, I would it do it, very, like, yeah. That would be funny too to see him pull the curtain and be like, <laughs> "Did you guys do like? Would you do like light political? Or you knew it was going to be a liberal crowd there, so you could be like, I mean, I don't really do political. Anyways. Orange Cheeto dust Orange president. Che- I don't. I don't really. <laughs> yeah. I, I, could you I, curse on that one? They never. Asked, I didn't. But like I, at this point, I just don't. They never asked me not to. Sure. But also, I kind of like it when I don't. And then the host comes out and gets that pop off of cursing. That, yeah, that's yeah, very yeah. nice of you to like that for the other person. I would want that pop for myself. No, that's it's not I know. about I you. I know, I know. It's not about that's you, John thing. Marco. That's the, especially when I do crowd work. Sometimes I listen to you know I make try to make my little crowd work clip, and I'm just like, so what the fuck do you do for work? Fuck, really? Fucking crazy. Like you, the cursing when you're in when you're insecure about like yeah. the comedic moment, you're like, this will juice it up a little. Yeah. They'll laugh at the woes. We all do it, but yeah. Yeah, you, my God, Jesus. In Titanic, you're saying cunt all over the place. (laughs) Well, that's scripted. Um, (laughs) uh, All right, let's go on to our next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Is there something in the world that's got to stop? It can be be crowd warm-up. It can be your own life, personal, broad, small. What's got to stop? I mean, so, (laughs) like, but... Any anything? What's your gotta stop? Uh, uh, what is what is my this has gotta stop? Uh, let's see. I was just at. Well, normally I have I haven't prepped one in a while, but I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one. Russell, you say you're this has gotta no, stop. No, uh, let me pull my little thing up. See if I have one. Um, okay. Uh, uh, let's see. I did an escape room recently. It did go well. Fuck, I'm off guard. Uh, 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 call your mom. Toothpick. Toothpicks have got to stop. No, toothpicks got to start. I found a, a scented toothpick, a, a flavored toothpicks. Yeah. And I remember the reason I stopped chewing toothpicks. I was in high school. I was into toothpicks. I went to a GameStop, uh-huh. and the cashier said, "Take that toothpick out of your mouth." Uh-huh. And I never did a toothpick again. A GameStop cashier shamed me. This got to stop. GameStop. Is this the lady from Jersey? <laughs> this is so you want to get back into I offered a toothpick you want to get I back into toothpicks crap. I do want to get back into toothpicks oh okay um uh right, Ryan did you think of one uh what's annoying you to like what what bothers I mean, you I'm a little I, I, I maybe this is a hacky problem because the COVID Please. thing is still giving me a lot of anxiety the COVID thing yeah I don't like to hear what's going on in China and I don't like the CDC it was like oh there's a new variant great yeah. yeah, great, fun time. How, how much often, are you paying attention to it? How often are you testing too? I was, well, I test a couple times a week. Yeah, I am. But um, too. before, I, I'm sure everyone says this. Uh, in February 2020, I was literally just like, guys, they're burning money in China because of whatever this virus is. Like, we should be very worried. No one burns money. Mm. Yeah, and, they were uh, burning because they thought COVID was they on didn't it. No, yeah, they just didn't know at that time. Like they, they were burning money. There was, there was all these. Crazy Thank God, I washed groceries, but I never went that far. We did wash groceries <laughs> and we washed our shoes yeah. and like the goofy things we did because uh, we didn't know. And I, I'd been paying attention to it at that time. I'm like, it's kind of a big deal. China doesn't just do things. So uh, 
I, I try to pay attention to to what's going on in in places. Yeah, what are you I, gonna do? I saw a little bit that it's bad in China on Twitter. Super bad. But well, it's it was bad, one but of those things where they're relaxing the I COVID restrictions, and then I was like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, I, I I didn't want to go too far into it because. You're putting off the well, uh, thing of like Yeah, there's knowing. a couple of things. They have their own vaccine, which isn't really working great. Oh, okay. Um, they didn't want to take the Moderna or anything like that. There was some issue over intellectual property. Sure, oh. sure. That's um, good. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, I find out about my variants because Russell inev- invariably gets every single I get single every one. single variant. But so, yeah. yeah. This is our livelihood. We work with crowds. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. What, what, you've had three times? Three. Three. I just had my booster. My booster. I just had my... <laughs> It's it's starting to set in my booster. <laughs> I just had my booster like two weeks ago, so I'm hoping to not get another one for a while. But who knows? Here's the this guy's stuff. Every time on Twitter someone dies suddenly, people go like, they show they got vaccinated. They got vaccinated. People have been dying forever, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just because of this. Yeah, we we got a. I look. I mean, obviously the virus is, is scary and should be taken seriously, but I just get concerned when. When our politicians get involved and are like, "We'll handle this," I'm like, "Oh no, oh yeah. God, no!" Yeah, it's it's definitely. Oh, here's my this gotta stop. I had to go back to my fucking doctor to get my Ambien, uh, just the prescription re-upped, normal, and it's prescribed. Yeah, I, I, I it expired. I didn't do the refills because that's how slowly I take this fucking Ambien. Yeah, I got to schedule a doctor's appointment so I get to go in and say, "Yeah, I'm still fucking anxious, doc." Yeah, can you fill it out? And it's a waste of everyone's fucking time. What do they ask you? Nothing. He just, I say, he's like, okay, you he need He just it. sees you. He sees and then you. I go, and Looks then, anxious. This is the doctor who jokes a lot. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then I say to him, like, I'm eating a lot of eggs. Is that okay? And he's like, eggs, eggs. Why are you asking me about eggs? And I go, okay, could you okay. fucking answer the question? So, okay. Let's go on to our last yes. segment. This no, is, what about you, Russell? What do you got? Yeah, I, don't have you one. got? I don't have one today. You can think of one. No, I just sat here for five minutes and didn't think of one. So I'm not, this has got to stop. Don't force me to do this has got to stop. Can you keep a list on your phone of this has got to stop? I did, and then you you surprised me on one of our amps, and I used three examples on that amp, and I don't have a new list, and you need to tell me when I need to have a new list. Write a thousand examples. Write a thousand. This is got a stop. thousand examples. Yeah, I'm not that way. I, I, you know, I don't often think things that need to stop. <laughs> Shut the I fuck think up. Things need to keep. I'm gonna screenshot your text. Okay, and I'll be. I'm gonna make it. This got stop for you. Okay. You, you know what? You did send me one. What? What I? Oh, you said for Christmas you're tired of people being like, uh, you said you're tired of people being like. The holidays can be tough for oh, a lot of people right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell I did, that one. Okay, I did have a, this guy stop. Sometimes on holidays, on most holidays. Um, it's, you'll see a post that goes around being like, just remember today. Oh, I should try to find it. No, just say it. The you word, know. but it was like, it was like, just remember it's okay today, uh, to not, to be sad, sad, to be sad and to blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know what? Like people get to be sad all the time. Like, let's just have, if it can one day, can be one for the day happy be people? for happy people. Like, it's you not know like what the mean? sad people were holding it back the other days. They were letting it be well, known. It's also like. Of course you can be sad today. Of course you can be sad any day. Like, I don't know if it needs to be sad all the time, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know if we need to, that needs to be our first thing of like. As a sad person, I'm not comforted by the fact that other people, a stranger online is sad too. Yeah, yeah. But some I want to make are, my maybe. personal That's friend why. sad. No, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. No, I don't think if so If it doesn't affect me in a certain way, I don't think it affects anyone else in a certain way. <laughs> Let's go to our final segment. You better count your blessings. You better count. Great music use. 
Great. Douglas Goodhart. Douglas Goodhart. Douglas I, Goodhart. I, I, I'm very impressed by this whole production here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm very proud of it. Uh, uh, Russell, what's a blessing you got? Um, my blessing is that, oh my God, this is going to sound stupid, but I have, because of, uh, I work a full-time job and I do this and we've had 17,000 amp episodes in the last month. And then I also do Titanic because of that circumstances, uh, yesterday was the first day off in so long. And to ha- and then today I don't have the show either. So to have two days of not doing the show and a full day off, a real day off yesterday, it was really, really nice. And I'm very thankful for it. And I slept a lot. And it was just a nice, nice... I feel like it was just wild. I think all the amps and then combined with everything else. Sure. It, it, I feel a, a, a release has happened. And I feel I'm very thankful that I had a full day off. Uh, for me... I hope this is the right one. Oh, fuck. I did an escape room in Jacksonville. I think it was Mindbender Escape Rooms, or it was a different escape room. But I did it with, with Tova, mm-hmm. and I did it with Katie Hughes, who's been opening for me whenever I'm uh, in driving distance of Atlanta. And uh, this was such a great escape room. We had such a fun time. And the person who guided us, who taught, who prepared us for it, uh, was the designer of the escape room. Wow. So she was like invested in it. And the best part was like, we're just waiting until they bring us into the room. And suddenly she who had been talking to us. She comes over in like a, like a, a cop uniform, uniform, like, you know, low budget. Yeah. And I was like, quick, we have to go and hear the report from the person. And then we like go down the escape room hallway, like sneakily. Yeah. And I was like, I could have done that for an hour. Just like kind of weird, like LARPing. As like secret detectives, yeah, getting ready for this escape room. It was very cool. I was with Tova, and uh, Tova's very good at escape rooms. And I did one recently with Tova and her friends where they were too good, where they moved like this, and I couldn't do. I didn't contribute in any way, shape, or form. Uh-huh. And like with Tova and Katie, who was new, I felt like I contributed, and I just loved it. I love yeah. a good escape room. I really want to get into the puzzle world a little bit more. Yeah, and I want to force you to do some with me. Yeah, no, I'm open to it. You are, yeah. Oh, good. I'm turning a. I'm turning my. He's he's no he's he's it's like an escape room. It's not like he's like he's like games. Ugh. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with him. The fact the worst part about that story, and by the way, this has got to stop. This 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 <laughs> this has got to stop. Uh, was him talking about hanging out with his girlfriend and her friends? I was like, oh. God, that sounds awful. <laughs> Normal people, comedians, just do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like. Just, I'm just imagining being in this escape room with someone. Be like, so you're a comedian. My friends, yeah, say but I'm they're funny. mostly all oh. kind of. So, some are industry, some are regular. Yeah, and they'll be like, my grandma died. I'm like, ha ha ha. Yeah, your grandma, old grandma is dead, and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And we had fun that one time we did an escape room. We or we've done it multiple times. Do you so, remember that oh, escape room that? Um, do you remember the time that Jessica, um, the um, the guy, the attendant, was like starstruck? <laughs> Oh yeah, that was really funny. One Uh, of the things, though, I want to make a video of because in the beginning they had like the they had like an animation preparing you for the room, and then they were like, you know, if anything feels like it can't come off the wall, that probably means it's not part of the escape room. We have the two finger rule. If you can't move anything with two fingers, it probably is a part of the room. I was like, it it just kept going in a way where you really saw how many ways people in Florida tried to fuck with this escape room. Yeah, I just keep going. Like, at some point, there is a bowl. Please do not defecate into the bowl. That is not going to unlock anything. And you just basically hear all the different ways that, that people, people try to fuck with this to that room. escape room. Oh, God. 
Uh, there is nothing in the walls. Do not take a hammer to any wall. What's your blessing? Uh, you know what? Obviously, uh, I love performing. I love doing comedy. That's, you know, being without it for two years, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would say my family, but you said you gave me a note that said, don't say any crap about your family. Just we, so you know. If it's your you family, specific, specific, it could be like, why? like if, if your sister did something specific, as long as it's not just Dude, we, like. We got through the holidays and I played good defense, no fights. That's yeah. That was a big win for me. I was very mm-hmm. excited. Uh-huh. I really I prepped myself before I went. It was like, don't be drawn into anything. What's the what, is there a normal fight that happens every time? No, 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 no. Different fights. Are you it's like not, a good? Are you a how diffuser? big is your family? Uh, I got two sisters. I got a niece. I got a nephew. Both parents. Uh, brother-in-law. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, that's a victory. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. That's and it's good to plan that's before you go. Maybe I'll go that to Katz's and get a sandwich. You know, that's a that's a nice yeah. little treat. Um, we're, we're am I allowed to say that we're near Katz's Deli? Or yeah, well, if we got fucking, we got some people. That's our assassination coordinates. <laughs> They'll be like, we're going to get these downside boys. Um, this is coming out January 17th. Is there anything you want to plug or anything general you want to plug? Uh, the movie, we're, we're uh, looking for a, I guess, spring release. Um, it's called Before We Get Started. Uh, I'm Ryan Reese. You can find me on Instagram at RR Comedy. Uh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also uh, the Cheat Day podcast mm-hmm. and the Cheat Day show. I did. I did the Cheetah podcast. Be on the lookout for that this week. Uh, 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 Russell, what do you got to plug? Um, at Russell J Daniels on Instagram, and um, come see me in Titanic, the musical at the Dale Roth Theater. Can you guys give me a little harmony? I mean, oh. I feel cheated being with uh, two gifted vocalists. What's a, what's a musical theater song that we can do together? Um, do you know the start of? Um, um, <laughs> I know the first thing that came in my mind was the start of of Guys and Dolls with uh, the Tin Horn Fugue. I got the horse right here. The name is Paul. I don't know the harmony for it. Uh, uh, Do you know Lily's Eyes from Secret Garden? I'm not fucking singing Lily's (laughs) Eyes with you right now. That is a song we could sing together. For some reason, it just makes me uncomfortable. She has her eyes. She has my Lily's hazel eyes. Okay, you you got a snapshot of both of our things. Me doing, I got the horse right here. The name is Paul Revere. And then Lily's Eyes. she has her eyes. She, she has. She has my Lily's hazel eyes. We're both doing the same part. That's not the point. <laughs> I don't know the harmony right now. Oh, could you uh, imagine being stuck in this room with these has. two? <laughs> uh, we should learn that. Yeah, we should for the live podcast. You know, uh, we I have don't know a, why we you want to do your own soundtrack. We I mean, have a listener who oh, she'll love that because I she uh, um uh, went to college with her. What if we release a recording of me? What doing if we release like eyes. fully like no irony, a full like Russell and Jamarco do Cabaret. the male do. Of musical theater, I would love that. And no, we're not going to wink at it at all. We're going to just try to do the best version. That would be so funny. Is if we didn't wink at it all, we didn't make fun of that. We're going to do it. If we just tried to do the best version we could of singing those songs together, that's not a bad idea. That's a good idea for one of the um, the Patreon, the Patreon. levels. And the, like, we have to do Rent like out a studio and like do it. Yeah. So am I producing this now? Is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You really, you really yeah. made this. Uh, I'll be heading, headlining Comedy Zone Greenville uh, in South Carolina or North Carolina. In the South, Comedy Zone Greenville, uh, January 20th and the 21st. And then I will be headlining Comedy Connection in Rhode Island, January 26th. It's a one. Thursday. Uh, tell your friends in Rhode Island if you got them. Comedy Connection, January 26th. 
And uh, I'll be in Bethlehem February 4th at Steel Stacks. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so, uh, and then find me online, Gianmarco Serezi uh, everywhere. Patreon.com slash downside to join. Uh, uh, and we got the silver lining. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the silver lining. We sold out our first show of the year. This is at Sesh Comedy Club. It is going to be on January 29th, February 5th, and February 26th, 8 p.m. Just find it on my Instagram. Um, uh, they're $10. You get to see me do like an hour of newish material with two comics in between. And uh, remember uh, that guy, that guy in Florida, he fucking died. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside. Downside. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi.